0: He can't even afford a shoe anymore. He is fucked. There's no other way about it. His little legs, his little core, his little head. I'm going to knock him out inside four rounds. Mark my words. Wrong. As far as the fight, he will be unconscious inside four rounds. The movement, the power, the ferociousness. I don't fear him, so I don't give a shit about gloves or any of that. All I need is a gum shield, line me up to the ring, and I'm good to go. Wrong. I'm an old man. I'm not even the same man I was 20 years ago. I'm not the same fighter I was 10 years ago. I'm not the same fighter I was 5 years ago. I'm not the same fighter I was 2 years ago. But I got enough to beat you. Listen, God don't make mistakes, and God only made one thing perfect and that's my boxing record dear god in your name we pray whatever dude what the hell is that what would you say you do here it's stone's weekly dose very hard to say my name correctly like brian yeah (laughs) brian what's your deal man your midweek download destination i like his style It has a sort of casual elegance. I'm slaying lame and I'm exposing frauds. This is pathetic. This is embarrassing. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Note to self, don't change for anyone. Note to self, don't die. Welcome into the show, uh, everybody. You have found the Weekly Dose for August 30th. 2017, damn years, almost over already. Time flies, and it ain't got a thing to do with whether you're having any fun or not. You find the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. This is the Stone On Air podcast. At Stone On Air on all social media. Or any kind of Google search or anything on the internet, if you put those three words together, stone on air, all one word, you will find nothing on this planet except for this podcast and things that are related to it. For the second week in a row, kind of flying by the seat of my pants, if you will, it's an interesting time. It's an exciting time, as a matter of fact. I'll get to more of that in a second. First half of the show, majority of the show, uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be giving kind of my um, recap of the fight. The big fight tonight, Las Vegas. Oh, the stars are out. That mess that was over the weekend, that absolute gimmick. That spectacle, quote-unquote, as it's called. I watch it just like everybody else, of course. I get on here and talk junk, but of course I was there watching it and uh, enjoying it as well. So I'm going to talk uh, about that for the majority of, of the show today. So if boxing ain't your thing or pop culture in that regard, then feel free to move along and come back next week or uh, any other time for that matter. But before I get to that, I am just going to just lay it right out there and let you know kind of things that I've, I've only kind of vaguely hinted at in the next couple of months my life is changing drastically and i'm 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 become pretty content with this i'm actually excited about por- portions of it I'm a little terrified about some of it as well but i am going to be working for a new company here soon and meaning by the middle of october at the uh, at the probably at the latest that's something i can't avoid whether i stay with the industry that i'm in right now which is the uh, The administrative office side of the beer business, or if I move on to a different industry, I'm moving into a new company for the first time in my adult life. As a Carter distributing company has been bought out by Cherokee out of Knoxville, and they are flipping things upside down and doing things quite differently than we're used to. That writing is all over the wall. I have not been given anything specific yet as to what my position might or might not be, and I'm okay with that, and I'm cool with it. I'm embracing that, I, I so I don't know what's going to be happening over the next couple of um, months, but it's going to kind of dr- change my day-in, day-out operation. So this week was another one of those I didn't really plan out, this hardcore show where I put together this show sheet of all these specific topics. I really am just going to talk about the fight, what I thought about it, because I did say last week that I was going to reserve comment till it was over. I just didn't have a whole lot to say about it. And I'm going to have a little fun with it, too. I'm going to try to get a laugh or two out of some stuff I found online and a little bit of stuff I put together uh, myself here in Stone's Throw. But before I get to that, uh, the only T segment for the for this show, for the uh, the weekly dose for August 30th, 2017, is at the end of the show, I'm going to give you an example of something my mom told me when I was young that scared the shit out of me because I was too young. I was too immature. I wasn't, my, my brain wasn't fundamentally developed enough to understand what she told me and it scared me to death. And I started to think about it all the time in this reality, kind of in my, you know, childish reality that I think is the way that most people right now seem to be handling everything they hear, meaning the general you, the general public, whether it comes from the media or from your family members or from the gossip of your workplace or whatever it is. We overreact to everything. You know I talk about overreaction all the time. And I'm going to use that story and and, and kind of it, hopefully it, it helps put some light on why adult children are so, so easily scared. And I just urge you not to be one of those. And I find myself every now and again having to you know, talk myself out of a corner and be like, yeah, yeah, man, don't worry about that. It's no big deal. Don't worry about that. So I'll do that in the final segment here in about twenty minutes from right now. Stone's throw in a few minutes, but first, so the fight is uh, in Las Vegas. It's McGregor, of course, who is a, a mixed martial arts guy, an MMA guy, and then Mayweather, who is one of the one of the better boxers of uh, of the lighter weight divisions, um, and, and really better boxers overall in the history of the sport. Now, growing up, I came in just in the tail end of heavyweight boxing. Was still really, really something that people took very seriously. Obviously, it was very big in the in the fifties and sixties, and even into the seventies and and eighties and nineties. And it just it was it was one of the bigger sports in America. Um, you can argue all day long whether it's a a, a a barbaric sport, whether it's something that we should or shouldn't. Um, support because of uh, medical problems that a lot of these boxers have had over the years. I think the NFL is going to deal with these exact same things over the next uh, couple of decades, next uh, full generation anyway. And boxing has pretty much become a thing of the past. But I remember because it was Tyson towards the end, but there was it wasn't just Tyson towards the end of his career in the, in the, in the 90s. It was Lennox Lewis. There was uh, Michael Moore. There was George Foreman made a comeback. There was, uh, who else, Evander Holyfield. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm blanking on anybody else right now But there was a handful of names That were really big names And had big time fights And getting pay-per-views And ordering pizza And grabbing some beers And, and smoking a joint or whatever Having some people over to watch the boxing match Was a big time It's something that ref- I reflect fondly on Of my youth growing up Now MMA UFC Ultimate fighting championships Or champion whatever it's that stands for I think is pure trash I think it's absolute garbage now I understand that most people that like combat sports don't agree with that UFC is at its height of its popularity it makes crazy amounts of money and have produced superstars out of this out of this league out of this organization out of this combat sport I understand that and I'm not mad about it just like I love baseball a lot of people think baseball is dumb as hell. I don't care if you like baseball, just like you shouldn't care if I like MMA. I'm just saying, I think the sport is stupid. And that's fine. I don't have to like it. So when this got together with this idea of putting an MMA champion, lightweight, you know, lighter class weight champion, against one of the greatest boxers of a generation, if not the entire sports history, and then lead up with all this WWE nonsense. All this made up fake aggression, fake dialogue, fake hatred. It's just, it's just dumb. And again, for the record, we want to talk about stupid stuff that we all like. I have always been a professional wrestling, WWF, WWE fan. And I still watch it from time to time, especially in the springtime leading up to WrestleMania. But that's fake. That's a television program. UFC is supposed to be real. Boxing is supposed to be real. Cross promoting the two and then putting all this fake dialogue to me screamed as one of the bigger gimmicks in the history of sports or of entertainment period. Now the jokes on me or the jokes on anybody who thinks it's dumb because it just made what damn near a billion dollars in one night. I mean, they got 500, 600 million dollars in the pay-per-view buys alone. So the jokes on me, but I'm not a big fan of gimmicks. I don't like gimmicks. I don't like spectacles just for the sake of a gimmicky spectacle. And so I wanted Mayweather, who is not a very good human being, he's not even a quality human being at all, I wanted him to beat Conor McGregor's ass because Conor was making up all this mess. He was making up this dialogue. He was playing along, and so was Mayweather, too. But Conor was laying it on thicker and heavier. And it was just like every day, like, OMG, bro, Can you t- did you see what he wore yesterday? Like, I don't care what the guy wore yesterday. This is ridiculous. This is like LeBron James suiting up to play tight end for the Patriots in a, in a, in a game against, uh, I don't know, let's say the Pittsburgh Steelers with Clayton Kershaw from the Dodgers as the quarterback. That's stupid, man. Just because you're a big time athlete doesn't mean you can just step into someone else's ring or court or field or game of play and just step in there and do it. It it was a mismatch. We all knew it wasn't going to be anything other than the ages were 40 for Mayweather to 29 for Conor McGregor. So there was that little bit of that is a pretty big difference in age and 40. And 40 is old in any sporting event outside of maybe golf. And it's still getting pretty old in that setting as well. So I thought it was ridiculous going in. But I will say that I got together just like everybody else did at a really good house party with lots of food, lots of drink. I showed up empty handed and freeloaded the whole time. And the people who I was hanging out with was perfectly cool with that and glad to have me there, just like I was glad to have them there. And for the first damn time in all these years of putting down small dollar amounts in any kind of wagering, whether it be March Madness Pool or the Bowl Pick'em Pool or the Masters Pick'em Pool or whatever it is, for the first time, I actually won something, I got The 10th round ticket in my hand and it was finished in 10 and I won 120 bucks or whatever it was, except I didn't put any money in the damn pot. I was half drunk and I felt bad about it. So I gave some of the money to the guy who loaned me the money. I gave some of the money to the guy who bought the fight. And then I put like 50 bucks in my pocket. So in the end, it was all good. It was all fun. And uh, I, I hate I was a hater going in a hater during it. And when Mayweather went in there and took care of business, it made me happy and I had a good time. So I guess, I don't know, hell, the joke's on me. More on this than Stone's Throw. Heads up. It's Stone's Throw. What? What? Oh, whoa. Back up the truck. Beep, beep. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me. I'm stupid. I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? Alright, so continuing to have some fun with this uh, McGregor-Mayweather fight into the Stone's Throw segment. After this segment, I'll get to that example of when I was younger about how I think people tend to treat any kind of story they read or hear or see or gossip about and then freaking crazy overreact to. I'll get to that here in less than 10 minutes. But so we'll get into this. I, I also, another thing I, I hate is when I'm, especially if I'm at work, because I just don't like to be bothered when I'm at work. I already don't like being there anyway, and then I don't want to be bothered anymore. But luckily, I'm not going to have this job much longer. So maybe, again, be careful what you wish for. So I, I'm always seeing people, you know, walking around, looking at their phones. They're like, oh, my God, look at this. Oh, bro, you got to see this. This is so funny. Check this out. And it's like, man, stop bothering me. If I wanted to see something stupid on Facebook, I'd go look at Facebook and find the stupid shit that you're looking at. It's okay. You go have fun giggling on your phone, walking around like a you know a zombie staring at your phone, giggling all day long. That's fine. I don't care. Go ahead. I don't need you to drag me into this and have me come see it. Well, I ran into this on Facebook, and it's not going to do that well on this podcast. I'm just hoping that you hear it, and it just triggers enough in your, in your brain to go jump on somewhere. It doesn't have to be Facebook. You can just Google search it. I'm sure it's in plenty of other places, Twitter and all that too. And it's a, you know, when you see, like, you see it mostly like the NFL where these guys put together, the the, the guys on the, uh, the, they'll grab footage from the football games and then they'll see people talking to each other, the players on the sidelines, and then they'll they'll superimpose the words on top of that to fit and make it look like they're lip syncing. I don't know what it, who, what that's called or who does that, and I normally it's really not all that funny, and it's often juvenile and fart jokes and stupid shit like that that I don't care about. But this was that kind of thing, and it was the referee at the beginning of the match, Mayweather and McGregor on Saturday night, the twenty sixth, and it it syncs up to his lips almost perfectly, and it the the what makes this joke even funnier is it, it this was an old black man. And a long-time referee, from what I understood, after I, I looked into it and read into it more after the fight, and he seemed to be a very good uh, official, but it did seem like he was like, "I'm on the black man's side." Like I, <laughs> I don't know about you, stupid cracker over there, you know, Irish boy. He didn't say any of those things, but you did. It did kind of feel that way just a little bit. And so when you listen to this mash up the little lip sync put together with with the dude's lips almost looking like this exactly what it's saying it's freaking hilarious this is like 30 40 seconds tops and uh it won't translate as well here go look for it online this is from the fight over the weekend i don't even know who did this but uh, you should go find it or don't i don't care all right listen up cocky mcgreggy i'm here for Ford mayweather not you if you even touch mayweather i will disqualify your bitch ass You hear me, boy? And if you try some UFC shit, I'm going to swing on you my damn self. All right? So, fuck you. If you think you're going to win this shit, you stupid. Ain't no way you're going to win this shit. I don't give a fuck about you. Should have stayed your dumbass in the UFC, bitch. All right. You ready to take his L? You ready to get this win? All right, Floyd. Beat his ass. Beat his ass. I'm sorry. It's just one of those, you know, every now and again, you find something that's really not that funny, but for some reason it cracks you up every time you hear it or see it. That is uh, something I found on Facebook. You should go find it anywhere online or whatever social media it is of your choice. This is something I put together just about a minute and a half of call from Showtime and Pay-Per-View, and a little fun with it as well as the Stone on Air podcast continues. Now, since this is a televised boxing match, I'm going to be joined by a horribly disfigured former fighter providing barely intelligible commentary throughout. Any thoughts on the fight, Floyd? I, I think that they are they are going to have, they are going to be fighting Deirdre's last fight, in the contrast to the later one, is going to be, be better than usually. And how do you think that helps her chances tonight? Well, uh, the match lasted about up, up until the particular inaccuracy, but pa- Particular, unusually, that that should be the ultimate determinant factor in about the 12-round experience, heart of a champion margarine hat. Well, we'll be watching (laughs) for that. We'll be checking in with you throughout the night, Floyd, and happy 23rd birthday. You're welcome. Gentlemen, let's do this. Opening seconds will be revealing. It's clear there's a most likely scenario here, and it ends with Mayweather winning easily. But what is the level in class? McGregor comes in, throwing punches immediately. That's what he has to do. Floyd smiling as he steps in, but I don't know if he's won a round. I'm not scoring it. I know I'm calling it. Randy, tell me. Disagree if you want. No. I mean, I I see um, some good shots landed there in round six by Floyd Mayweather. And he starts to win some rounds of his own. Two hard right hands by Floyd Mayweather. Then to the body. Then the head. Here comes Mayweather. Now the combination. Mayweather hunting him down. Hits him with a jab. McGregor tried to switch things up. Brian Kenny Sugar Ray Leonard here. Ninth round, Mayweather-McGregor, and it has been fascinating. Floyd is looking to march him down and chop him up. It seems like this is it. Now he's, now he's got him in the corner. Now he's a sitting duck. McGregor hit with a right hand, and he tries to survive. He's, oh, he's he is loose. loose On wobbly legs. He's about to go. Floyd Mayweather... As McGregor on the run, a sharp left hook, another hook, and it's over. Robert Bird says it's over. Waves it off. McGregor was hurt on wobbly legs. He might be slightly protesting, but Floyd Mayweather dropping early rounds has stopped Conor McGregor. 50 and 0, Floyd Mayweather. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the time of one minute five seconds in round number 10 a referee stops the contest he is the winner by way of technical knockout and still undefeated floyd money mayweather all right so we'll put the wraps on the big fight the fight of the decade the fight of the century Mayweather and McGregor. So this is a a song by Bob Dylan called Hurricane. And when I was trying to figure out what songs I was going to piece together with putting together this podcast, I wanted something that had something to do with boxing. And of course, this song is about Hurricane Carter. Ruben Carter, a, a a black man from the I'm going on memory here. Was it the 50s, 60s? I can't remember exactly, but he was a boxer and he ended up getting wrongfully accused of of murder in some elaborate kind of thing. I don't know the whole story, but it was the catalyst to this song. And then of course, when you think of a song called Hurricane, you're also thinking of Hurricane Harvey. And the Gulf of Mexico, and Texas, and Houston, which I know um, one, two, I mean one family, friends of mine that live in Houston, Jenny and Steve, and then there's uh, family members of Penny from over Hits 96. She grew up in Houston, Texas. So I have a handful of people that I uh, care about, like a little bit at least, <laughs> kidding, more than a little bit. And this is obviously a pretty, uh, pretty, pretty bad time. And and it's kind of funny. Back in 2005, when Katrina hit. For some reason, I think that captivated the country more. I think at that time, we all paid more attention. It seems like this time for something that is maybe not quite the same, certainly not quite the same, I I won't even say maybe, but it's, it's similar, and it doesn't seem like near as many people are paying attention so look out there there's a lot of ways to easily contribute there's a lot of ways to easily donate through i was at whole foods do you want to round up a dollar for for hurricane relief of course i do yes definitely lots of things you can do on your cell phone i ain't that guy i can't tell you where to do it just look around and take it seriously because it doesn't seem like a lot of people are paying all that much attention to it maybe we're too much too busy getting drunk and watching boxing matches between a boxer and a dude who pretends to be one i don't know Coming up next, I'll tell you why adults act like children and overreaction is out of control. Coming up next, this is the most listened to, the most downloaded, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. Like, share, and always love. Rate and review if you get a chance. My name is Brian Stone, and I will be right back. Yes, that's the story of the King. But it won't be over till they clear his name. Give him back the time he's done. up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. The rhetoric is getting hotter as the weapons get closer. Tonight, North Korea is saying it would strike a nuclear blow at the United States if the U.S. government appears to be trying to take Kim Jong-un out. This is the deadliest outbreak of Ebola on record. The latest figures from the World Health Organization show more than 1,200 people have been infected and around 670 of them have died. The British may have already nailed Trump on Russia, on tape. There's no excuse on earth for 21 guys to be selected before Colin Kaepernick to be a backup in the National Football League. It is nonsense to think that he has not been blackballed. They are sending a message to Colin Kaepernick. I found this song just today, and I absolutely love it. Listen. Ooh, ooh, you are overreacting. It's by a band called Brad Sucks. (laughs) Honestly, the name of the band is Brad Sucks. A couple of my best friends are uh, Brad Jennings, who I work with over at Carter Distributing. And it's funny to say that Brad sucks. And another one of my best friends is Brad Steiner, who works over at Hits 96. Constantly, I'm the butt of his jokes. Brad sucks. And yes, you are overreacting. We all are overreacting. And just to be totally transparent and honest, when I put together these shows and when I did old radio shows for years and hopefully maybe even doing some radio shows in the future, more on that uh, later on. But it's not just that I have this vast knowledge of all these different songs and I'm just like this super music head. Like when I was young, I was, or at least I prided myself that way. I, I don't even know if it was completely authentic all the time, but it, it was it was close to authentic. These days, I don't give a damn. I don't care about, you know, I like good music. I like good sports. I like good conversation. I like good movies. I like good TV. I like good stuff, period. But I don't spend my time obsessing or caring over it. Whenever I put together ideas for shows, I'll literally just on Google and just, you know, hey, songs about hurricanes, songs about uh, uh, whatever I'm talking about. And today it was songs about overreacting. And the first thing that came up was a band called Brad Sucks, and the song was called Overreacting. So it worked out pretty well. Yeah, so Trump, Colin Kaepernick, Korea, North Korea, Ebola. Those are just four things I pulled really quick. From um, you know, f- from the headlines over the last, most of those are three of the four from recently. But obviously, Ebola was from a couple of years ago. Swine flu from a couple of years back. Before that, ISIS is going to kill you. Uh, Syria and Assad, he's going to kill you next. You're not. These, these things aren't going to happen. The, I mean, something bad might happen. There might be bad stories. There's you know atrocities and injustices to humanity. All over the world, if, if, if Americans truly cared about that, they'd sit around and spend time looking at North Africa and, and lots of other areas in the Middle East they've never even heard of. It's all hot-button issues, hot-topic issues, and then let's see how scared we can get. And often it's because um, it comes from the media. And I still am one of the biggest defenders of the media. The, 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 the free press is one of the most important things to be able to thrive in a democracy the fabric of democracy must include a free press now just because you can't determine the difference between fake news and real news that's not the media's fault that's not the talking heads fault that's not msnbc's fault that's not fox news's fault that's your fault i don't mean you you the listener i mean the generalized you if you can't distinguish the two things that's your problem it's not mine we don't strip the the free press because there's idiots that can't determine the difference between fake and real conversation, fake and real information. Again, I mentioned it in many, many podcasts back when I did a whole segment, a whole podcast show on fake news and real news. The National Enquirer was established in 1926. This isn't new. It's just easier to get a hold of. And just because people can't determine the, the difference of the two doesn't mean shit to me. But even... Outside of just the concept of, of fabricated information, let's let's get away let's even move away further from that and things that are actual real information like North Korea or like viruses or like black football players who think they've been blackballed or not those conversations. It's all overreacting. And once upon a time, I don't remember how old I was, but I had to have been awfully young. I used to always have bracelets and necklaces and all these things. I don't wear them as much anymore. But even when I was young, and I would put, and I had a long hair at a young age. And uh, and I, again, I don't remember how old I was, but I'd put these rubber bands around my wrist because I liked having these, you know, bracelet style. Well, even if it was just a rubber band. And I remember my mom telling me at one point. Something along the lines, because my brain's not fundamentally developed enough to understand a real adult conversation, but something about, yeah, if you have that on there too long, it can cut off your circulation and your hand could fall off. Now, that's how I interpreted it she probably worded it more like and then you have to you know it could cut off your circulation it could kill the nerves in your fingers and then you might have to have you might have to have an amputation I mean it was probably worded out in more adult fashion the way I heard it was if you wear these rubber bands around your wrist for too long your hand could fall off oh god guys guys come here check this out guess what I heard if you wear these rubber bands for too long around your wrist, your hand might fall off. Oh, my God. Your hand might fall off. Oh. Hey, 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 Billy, Billy, come here. Johnny, Johnny, listen to this. Hey, hey, Sally, Sabrina, come here. check. Guess what I heard? If you wear rubber bands around your wrist for too long, your hand might fall off. Obviously, that's absurd, right? It's absolutely absurd. (laughs) That's not going to happen. It's dumb. But that's what children do. They overreact because they don't allow their brains, because they're not functionally developed enough to do it, to realize that maybe they misunderstood what they were being told. Maybe they didn't hear it the way that that message was supposed to be relayed from an adult to a child. It goes from, well, here's some like scientific things that if you have nerve damage and you do and you do cut off circulation, it could create uh, motor skill problems and potential maybe even amputation if blah 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 blah. Not just if you have a rubber band around your wrist, your hand might fall off. That's where we're at with all these stories. North Korea was a big deal a few weeks ago. Now nobody's talking about it. Colin Kaepernick is or isn't blackballed, is or isn't being treated badly. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Then barely anybody cares now. Ebola. You're going to die of Ebola. You're going to get the swine flu. Assad's going to kill you. Saddam Hussein was going to kill you 15 years ago, and look what happened there. We're terrified. We act like children, adult children walking around, emotional mental cases. And a lot of it has to do with technology. I mentioned it in the uh, the Stone's Throw. It's just something I grabbed off the old WGOW radio shows back in the day. Has technology made us mentally ill? That's not a rhetorical question. The answer is yes. Technology has made us mentally ill. Oh my God, did you see what I saw today on Facebook? I'm scared now. North Korea is not going to kill you. ISIS is not going to kill you. The latest disease isn't going to kill you. Your children aren't going to fall to some prey, to some predator that you've seen on the local news. They are trying to get your attention. Yes, the local news, the, the big talkers, CNN and MSNBC and Fox and, and whatever else, others. Yes, they're trying to do stories to get your attention because they want your viewership, your attention, your eyes, and your ears. You don't have to give it to them. You choose to. They're not the problem. People out there who can't control their emotions are. It's overreactions, you gotta stop. Gotta stop, and if you see people who are doing it in your life, talk them off the ledge. Try to get them. give them some a, a little bit of a perspective. These things aren't going to happen. You're going to be okay. Your hand will not fall off if you put a rubber band around your wrist for too long. Just because you thought that's what your mom said, which she didn't actually, but that's what you interpreted it as, you couldn't bring the right perspective to realize your damn hand ain't falling off and you don't need to tell everybody you run into nowadays via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, that, hey, my hand might fall off, somebody told me. Chill out. It's overreaction. I got to go, guys. More coming up in the next few weeks about uh, the website, hopefully, and uh, other cool things going on. I'm loving life. I'm enjoying and embracing change. Hopefully, if you have things status quo, good for you. Or if you have the same kind of thing, I say good luck to you. Do not be a fraud. The truth is easy to remember. And as 2017 comes to a close before you know it and we move into 2018, I ask you to continue to watch this space. We'll see you later. Bye.